0: I believe Christ is the hope and the answer to this world more than ever, but don't take my word for it. Listen to my friends as they share their own grace-filled journeys with you. My prayer is that if you haven't already, you'll find something real too. Well, how do you follow Jesus Christ when life maybe feels unfair or hard? How do you live out your faith when life doesn't make sense? Well, we're going to dive into that conversation with our special guest today. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is your host, Janelle Wood, and I am so thankful you're listening, friend. As you probably already know, every month we've been inviting a young woman with real faith questions to join me as a co-host, and together we're inviting guests on during each month to share their stories and also tackle some of my co-host's hardest questions or objections about following Jesus. We've been doing that format since February this year. And frankly, I'm loving this format. The journeys that I've shared with my co-hosts so far, Tori, Lou, Docmar, Becca, and Mariah have been incredible. And I'm so thankful to them and to our guests each month who've come on and shared. And I'm looking forward to returning to that format, Lord willing, next month. But friend, it's summer and I have four kids ages six to 12 and I'm married to a school administrator who um, who loves this job, but all the members of my immediate family have just been through probably the strangest school year of their lives, hopefully the strangest school year ever. And I promised them that I would take July off from working on the podcast and from most, if not all, I'm still not sure if it's going to be all, um, social media to be present with them during the month of July. But I didn't necessarily want to pause the content on this podcast. Instead, I started thinking a few months ago about what I could bring um, during this month that would bring value to you as the listener. And every month, I feature the story of a young woman who is questioning or struggling in some way with faith. But for this month, I wanted to feature single episodes, people who are walking in something real not perfectly, not that they aren't dealing with their own questions or struggles, but I wanted to dedicate one episode to each of them, talking with them about what it means to live out their faith in 2021. Because this is the first episode of July, I also wanted to take a moment and share about today's podcast sponsor. You've heard me talk about her before. Laurel Denise creates meaningful handmade jewelry meant to encourage, inspire, and remind people of what they cherish most in life. The business is a small crew of women in Charlottesville, Virginia, just building on the dream that God gave the founder Laurel 15 years ago to create encouraging jewelry with her handwriting. They've become a gift company that answers the call for much more than a bracelet. Their mission is to be their real selves on the Internet and provide meaningful gifts at a price people can afford. If you want to know more about Laurel Denise and her company, go ahead and check out her creations at laureldenise.com. On a personal note, I wear her bracelets often. I know that my guest today also has one, and uh, it's just a very special reminder. So I love her product, and I'm happy to share about what they're doing at Laurel Denise. Okay, so friend, today on the podcast, I'm honored to introduce today's guest. Over the past year, this young woman has become a friend. She's a recent college graduate, and she's interested in topics such as social justice, apologetics, and practical ways to love and reach people outside of the church. Back in January, when asked if she had a hard question about Christianity, her response was real. How do I lean on God when things fall apart? As I think you'll see today, that's a question I think we're going to talk about in a very real sense. Welcome to the Finding Something Real podcast, my friend, Tiffany Hawkins. Welcome, Tiffany.
1: Uh, Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be
0: here. Oh, well, I just love you. I (laughs) loved the conversations that we've had in, you know, private. And um, you've also helped with some of the finding something real um, content. You've been on the upgrade team, just sharing ideas and giving feedback. And it's been super helpful. And I'm excited for a listener to get to know you. So,
1: yeah, it's, it's kind of fun to kind of go from behind the scenes to get to, um,
0: talk to our listeners (laughs) face-to-face. Yeah. Or just audio-to-audio. Yeah. Audio-to-audio.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Tiffany, um, you just graduated college. What was your degree in?
1: Yeah. So I studied um, public health and psychology and I ended up majoring in psychology. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So what do
0: you, what do you want to do with that? What are your goals?
1: Um, I don't, I think I have a direction. I don't necessarily have all of the details mapped out yet, but I'm really interested in just advocacy. Um, I've worked with community liaisons before, and that's been a really positive experience for me. I also am interested in grant writing and just kind of developing programs and connecting people who need resources to resources, helping people who are underserved in our communities.
0: Yeah. You have a real heart for helping people. Um, can you share a little bit about that? Cause that's something that I've admired in you, um, both with your, uh, your Christian ministry and with, um, just, uh, helping people in general.
1: I, I just love people. I really believe that people will do the best they can when they're treated with empathy and compassion. And I think that I don't know, I think it's worth it to invest in people and to help people. It's just it's something that personally like I've had people come alongside me and help me in life and that's that's meant so much to me and so to be able to be in a place in life where I can extend that that same thing to other people has really been a gift.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're a small group leader with young women. Is that right? Yep. yep. Yeah. And then you also help out at a home for uh, young people, refugees. Is that right?
1: Yes. Yes. So I currently this year, I started working um, for a nonprofit and they work with foster youth, um, homeless youth in King County, and then refugee and immigrant youth. So it's been, it's been really fun. It's been a crazy ride, but super fun. And I'm learning so much. So yeah,
0: she's amazing, you should. <laughs> That's why I wanted to bring her on. <laughs> so Tiffany, um, let's start here. Tell me a little bit about your faith journey.
1: I've been a Christian for a long time, but I didn't necessarily have the typical church upbringing. I grew up with a twin sister and a little brother my mom was raised Catholic and my dad had been exposed to church. Like his grandma would take him to church and um, his mom eventually became a Christian. And there was a lot of Christians in that side of the family, but growing up, he kind of, um, I would say more of like an agnostic. Um, My mom would take us to church, but my, my dad never went. He was kind of like, I believe there is something after this, but I'm not sure exactly what that looks like. I've lived my life kind of thing. Um, By the time I reached middle school and high school, I had an understanding of Christ and salvation, but I really hadn't taken ownership of the gospel until that point. Uh, My parents also got divorced during this time and my young life leaders and youth pastors really modeled what a relationship with God looks like. And they just helped me to see that there's a better way. There's a better way to live out faith and I ended up going to community college after high school, and then I transferred to Central Washington University um, here in Ellensburg, and I currently attend a collegiate church called Resonate, and I'm pretty active in it. Mm
0: -hmm. Wow. What made you decide to go after Jesus uh, not being – was it because of those people in your young adult life who were modeling something, and you're like, I like that, I like what they're modeling? Was that part of it, or –
1: yeah, I was really inspired just by my leaders and there I don't know, they just they shine differently. Like they live differently than I did and there was just this perseverance and this joy that I saw in these adults that were pouring into me and it was kind of like watching them live life and I want what you have and mm-hmm. being able to just be real with them and have those conversations and have people just really accept me and love me unconditionally. Um, that just meant so much to me at that time. And with my parents going through a divorce too, like that, I think that also is a loss and something that you agree if it's a definitely a major life event for any child. I think that being able to have adults that just really cared for me through that, it it made a huge difference in my life. And really, I think changed the the trajectory of my life and the product of my life.
0: Yeah. How old were you when your parents got divorced?
1: I was, it's, it's kind of tricky because they were, so my parents had been separated before in the past. So my dad was kind of in and out of my life, Um, but they were married for a long time. They officially got divorced when I was 16, but they were separated before then. So, okay.
0: Yeah. So your relationship with your dad—it was back and forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, how has your faith been impacted over this past year? We've had 2020. Obviously, there's all that stuff, but yeah. I want to hear about you. Um, what has it been like for you?
1: Yeah. Um, this year has been really challenging for me in a lot of different ways. Um, I experienced a really deep loss. And that, that I think had the most impact on my faith uh, both this year and I think just as far as like since being a Christian. Mm-hmm. I finished college in March and my dad passed away unexpectedly two weeks later. Um, he had a lot of struggle in his life with alcoholism and he just had a lot of unresolved trauma in his life. He had just started going To church and was attending a group and he was getting better making healthier choices and then he was gone and as a christian that was a really difficult thing to walk through um at this time i had also recently stepped up as a village leader in my church and village um just to kind of explain it it's basically It's similar to a small group, but I don't, I don't really like calling it a small group because it's not really that, um, we are real friends, people who do life together. And anyways, I was a village leader and then I had a co-leader as well. And we had a fam, which is a leadership group. I think that sometimes Christian culture gives off this impression that we have it together and (laughs) it can be, yeah, (laughs) We can all laugh at that. (laughs) I hope so. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, it can be tempting to want to pack up the hard stuff, especially as a leader. I think that you feel a level of responsibility and you really, your people become your people. You genuinely care about them and you want the best for them. And this was really true for me because my village and then outside of that, I also had a grow group where I was just leading girls and um, devotionals. They had really become a family for me through college. And I think there was also a fear of just not knowing how people would respond to my pain. Some people have a huge capacity for empathy for those kinds of things. And some people are uncomfortable with it and not because they're cold or, you know, it's a character thing, but because they just don't, they just don't understand it. And it's hard to know how to love someone who's experienced such deep, deep pain and deep loss. Um, and to be honest, as the grieving person, you don't even know what you need. Mm-hmm. I think that these times are definitely times where you have to create space for forgiveness all the way around. Um, when my dad first passed, I took a couple weeks off of leading grief does a lot of things to you, it actually mirrors depression and a lot of it's physical and emotional effects. Um, A key difference being that it comes in waves. So sometimes you think you're okay and things are okay. And then there are times where you just fall apart. Um, When I stepped back into my role, I was doing my best, but I definitely wasn't myself. I remember often being like five to 10 minutes late to things because I was sitting outside of my, in my car crying. Cause I didn't want to go mm. for a while. When I looked in the mirror, all I saw was pain. And I just, I didn't want people to see me like that. I felt like things were better off without me. Um, while it was hard, I'm really glad that I stayed and I continued to show up. I read a lot about grief, um, both like independently, but also like I've um, read about it as a psychology major. And then through my own counseling, I've learned that the only way out of grief is through it. It's embracing the humility to feel what you're feeling, even when it's painful. The temptation is to pack up your pain. But I would definitely argue that your willingness to show up as you are may be one of the bravest, most Jesusy ways to love yourself and to love others. Mm. Vulnerability is the key to connection, and your people—they're not going to see you as less than; they're going to see you as human. And I think that people are actually more drawn to that.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, Tiffany. Um, first of all. Uh, Thank you for being willing to come on here and share your story in the midst. I mean, this was only three months ago. um, And I remember you and I had a private conversation just a couple months before he passed away where you were talking about the hard relationship that you shared with your dad. And um, death can feel so final, you know, and uh, for you to... Come on here and say, I, I want to be a light even in the midst of this darkness and share my story. Um, I'm just constantly amazed by you and your faith. And um, so I, I just wanted to make sure that I shared that with you because I know maybe it doesn't feel like that as you're going like day by day and maybe still having some of those days where you're sitting in the car wondering like, why am I, <laughs> what am I doing? What can I offer here? Um, cause I don't know about you, but it's such a journey, right? It's such an up and down thing. Like one day, fine. Next day I'm not okay.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you for saying that.
0: Yeah. So months ago, before your dad passed away, you had that question, that question that I brought up at the beginning of this episode, which I thought was so interesting that you had brought this question up. Um, but how do I lean on God when things fall apart? Yeah. How do you lean on God when things fall apart? You now are in a place where you're experiencing that in a really deep way. I think
1: that God has used grief to really give me more humility. And I think that it's accepting that his way is better and, as much as I wanna hide in myself and pack it away. And I think that being able to trust God and trust that God knows what to do when things feel wrong and things feel unfair and trusting that God is still good and that he's loving and he's justice, those things those things will carry you through something like this, that love that God has for
0: us. Yeah. What encouragement could you give to somebody who's in a place right now where maybe? I mean, it's so interesting. You were telling me you had listened to Tori's journey, yeah, back in February, which, when at the time when you were listening to it, this wasn't your this wasn't your reality. You yeah. hadn't lost your dad. Tori lost her dad. She went through a season, um, you know, and has been through the season of like, ugh, where were people? You you talked about the unforgiveness stuff and like offering grace, but what encouragement could you give to somebody who's just sitting in that place of man, where is the light in all of this? This is really, really hard.
1: I think that I would say to that person, God sees you and he sees he sees the things that other people don't and he understands you in ways that other people don't. And I know that sometimes it seems like it's an, it seems like it's an easy thing to say, oh, just trust God. Like, I think that that's a lot easier said than done, especially when you're going through something so devastating. And I think the hard thing about grief is you don't know when it's going to end and when things are going to get better. That was something that was really hard for me is knowing, even knowing, you know, the truth and knowing that I'll get to see my dad again someday. It's, it's not a lot of comfort for you. Like when you're, you know, when it initially happens and when you're in those stages of grief, but I would just, I would encourage you to find people, find community, find people who are going to love you, pour into you. They're out there. And like, it is hard. I mean, I've had my, even my own experiences with people who, you know, through no malicious intent, like they just didn't know how to love me and care for, you know, care for me in this season. And it's not, you know, like a character defect on them or anything like that, but, you know, grace for those people because it is, I think it's really hard to understand, you know, until you've experienced it. And I think that, I think that when you're willing to extend you know, forgiveness. And when you're willing to keep showing up in spite of those things, like you can actually help those people know how to love you in that. And you can maybe be a light for, for someone else who goes through the same thing. I mean, I remember listening to Tori's podcast and being so moved by it and just the connection that I have with Tori is so crazy. She's my friend and she, you know, She's a twin like I am, shares the same birthday as me. And my twin's name is Jessica and her twin's name is Jesse. It's just so, it's, it's crazy. But um, yeah, I remember just being so moved and really being able to like hear her podcast and take that in has been such a gift for me. Like, cause I had no idea I would be going through the same thing, you know, just so you know, like a month later, it's, I think that it just really prepared my heart and yeah, vulnerability. I think finding your people, community, that would be my encouragement to you, knowing that God sees you, God loves you, and he cares for you.
0: What encouragement would you give to people maybe who haven't been through this kind of trauma or this kind of grief and they are on the outside going, how do I love somebody who's hurting like this? How, how do you even respond? What advice could you give to them?
1: I think, um, I think it really depends on the person because I know that some people, when they're grieving, they need space. And I think that that can be healthy. And then I think that some people, when they're grieving, they need you to show up, to call, to be there with them. I would, um, and this, this comes from more of a psychology background, but I think that empathy is a lot better than sympathy when it comes to grief. It's the difference between I feel for you and then I feel with you. Right. So I think being with that person and that doesn't necessarily mean like you're with them, you know, 24 seven, like you're living, you know, not, not like that, but being able to empathize with them and hold that space for them and, you know, recognize, yeah, this is hard. This is hard stuff. And, you know, I'm with you and I see you and I'm here for you. Yeah. That I think makes, makes the difference. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was watching a YouTube video. I'll I'll link it in the show notes. Um, It was Rick Warren talking about losing his son. Um, And he was saying just, I think he called it the ministry of presence. People just being there, not saying anything. Yeah. Because what can you say? There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing to say sometimes. Yeah. But just being willing to be present. Um, that, That can go a long way, but it is it is awkward. Sometimes you just wonder, well, I don't know how to step into this, yeah. uh, but just, you know, sending a text or making a phone call and saying, Hey, I don't even know what to say. I just care about you praying for you. And I'm here if you need me like that kind of thing. What is that? Was that helpful for you, Tiffany?
1: I think it was. I, and I do tend to be more extroverted than introverted. Um, I am filled by people, the people around me. So yeah, that was so meaningful to me. And just so many people like rose to the occasion and were there for me and loved me. And I'm so grateful for that. And yeah, there's so many people in my life that were just so selfless in the way that they loved me in this season. And I, yeah, such a gift. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So grateful for that.
0: So it's been a few months, you're still doing ministry, you yeah. still are working, yeah. you're going through some major life changes having <laughs> just graduated. Um, what are some areas that you see God is working on in your life right now?
1: I think definitely I touched on this earlier, but just humility, trusting that God knows what to do with injustice and things that are wrong or unfair. I think God has also used this time to strengthen some of my core values. Um, faith and compassion are kind of the two that I filter everything through, like just life decisions, conversation, you know, relationships. Those are the core values that I tend to use. And I've seen God show up in so many different ways through this, um, I think that my family has been closer than we have been in a long time with all of us living in different places. God has brought so many good people into my life and he's strengthened some of my relationships and friendships. When I came back to Ellensburg after everything happened, one of my friends actually stayed the night with me um, for a little bit to make sure that she knew that I knew that she was with me and that I felt cared for. And that just, I think I'm always going to just remember that of just, how hard it was to come back and be away from you know my sister and my mom and my brother and just to know that I had a friend here that was in it with me like that meant so much after graduating I also got a job with a nonprofit, um, and that's where I work with foster youth homeless youth and refugee youth I think people often seek out this work hoping to make an impact on these kids but I've just found so much joy working with them. And I really think that it's played a role in my own healing. So that I definitely think is an area that God is using to work on me in my life. So, wow.
0: Wow. So many good things. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I want to ask you, you work a lot with young people your age, you know, um, pouring into them. I love what you just said about, you know, you wanted to make... Or maybe you didn't, but most people, you know, want to make an impact and it just ricochets back, right? Uh, What you're learning from them. But um, from your perspective, in the culture that we live in now, and so many people, Tiffany, not that they've lost a father, but they've lost something in the last year, especially, right? There's something that they've lost. Um, You know, suicide rates are up, depression rates are up, people are feeling the darkness, I think, in a way that um, maybe for some it's heavier than they've ever experienced it before. So what is the hardest part in that place of darkness about being a Christian, and what um, is the best thing about being a Christian in that environment? I think...
1: I think the hardest part about being a Christian in general is being misunderstood I think sadly Christianity gets abused by people all the time it often gets tied to things that are actually in conflict with the gospel and things that Jesus stood for um I I get so saddened to see Christianity being tied to a certain political party or ideology and so it's it's hard because I feel like a lot of times people are like young people are are having to reconstruct their faith and that it shouldn't be that way, you know, like it should not. That I think is like the biggest challenge. I think that that's hard and it's hard to see like how many people have been hurt in the name of God. Mm-hmm. Um. I think the best part about being a Christian is hope. Even knowing the truth when I lost my dad and, you know, went through grief is kind of isolating. And I think even knowing the truth wasn't a whole lot of comfort me to me in the initial stages, but I just, I couldn't imagine losing my dad without Jesus. That would be so hard. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. What, um, what do you say when somebody comes up to you and says, Tiffany, I'm I'm amazed by how you've experienced your grief, how you've held on to faith during all of this, but I don't think I could be a Christian because um, it's just, I mean, it's so ugly, some of these things that are associated with Christianity. I mean, do you have people who express some of that to you, and how do you respond when they do?
1: I think that that's something that happens all the time on a college campus, especially just because you tend to be in the middle of it. And I think that the key is relationship. I think it's kind of like slowing down and being like, hold on. (laughs) Let's, you know, I want to be your friend. I want to be your friend first. And um, I think that by doing that, people realize that that's, that's who Jesus is too. Jesus wants, he wants a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. So I think that love is the key there and connection and building relationships and friendships with people. Yeah. Seeing people
0: for who they are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Helping people feel seen. Yeah.
0: What are some practical resources that have helped you this past year, either, scripture or Bible verses or just a truth, anything that you've held on to that's brought you comfort that maybe you could share right now that would help somebody else?
1: I think that the most comforting verse in the Bible for me is John 1135. It says, Jesus wept. (laughs) I think that it's two words, but I think that it's so powerful, Christian or non-Christian. I think that it it's hard to deny that Jesus is or maybe one of the most influential men throughout history. And in our world, especially for men, it can be so hard to show these kinds of emotions. And so seeing someone like Jesus cry makes me more comfortable with these, uh, these emotions within myself. And it shows us that vulnerability is actually a measure of strength, not weakness. Um, my favorite author is Bob Goff. I love him. He is so great. He wrote the book Love Does, and I highly recommend it. It will change the way you love. I also really like John Mark Comer. He is a pastor in Portland, and he's written so many really good books, and he actually has a new one coming out in September. I listen to Lauren Daigle a lot. I just love her voice and her authenticity. I also grew up listening to Hillsong. There's, there's so many great writers and artists out there, um, so many great resources to help.
0: Yeah. Does that, when you're in a place of like, discouragement, and I know that you're more extroverted, maybe yeah. people aren't around, what helps you the most in those quiet moments where, you know, it, the heaviness threatens? Yeah,
1: I think that reading a book, um, I think listening to music that is encouraging and is uplifting. Um I did like this huge puzzle during grief and like I would have friends come over and we would just do it and like sometimes we wouldn't even talk like the whole time like they'd just come over and do this puzzle with me. <laughs> and we just sit together and do it and it just that was really helpful cuz it's just someone that's with you in it. Um I feel really close to God when I'm outside like I am a hiker and I love that kind of thing. I grew up in Chelan too. So I grew up paddleboarding, kayaking, canoeing, swimming, all, all of that kind of fun outdoorsy stuff. So, um, those things are really filling, fulfilling for me. And I just, you're kind of away from like the distractions of social media and just like the busyness of life. So taking that time and that space to really connect with God is, I think that's so important. And, not to be weird. There's something just sacred about nature and being outside. And I think that you can find a lot of peace and restoration out there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's weird at all. I think <laughs> just plain truth. <laughs> yeah. 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 Try it and see what you what you yeah. find. It's pretty special. Um just for the person listening, obviously this podcast is especially for people um who are questioning and, and going through struggles and wondering is there something real in Jesus that I can't find someplace else you know and maybe they're searching for it someplace else but they keep on coming back to listening to this I don't know um what have you found in Jesus Tiffany that you haven't found anywhere else
1: I think that I've found acceptance and unconditional love um no one will love you the way Jesus can. And I think that that's just reigned so true in my life in so many different like situations and circumstances. I also have just found community in Jesus. Like I've made so many friends just by knowing Jesus and in community, I've been able to really practice my core values, you know, those values of faith and compassion and I've just experienced how healing community can be. Yeah, it's just, there's so many things that you will find in Jesus. I think there's a quote by C.S. Lewis, too, where he talks about, you find God and with that, everything else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true. So yeah. true.
0: Yeah. I think he said something like, I believe in God as I believe in the sun, not because yeah. I can see it, but because by it, I can see everything else. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss. I him. I miss things all the time. Yeah, it, it's something like that, and I just it's so true, so true.
0: Yeah, yeah. C.S. Lewis is a great author too. Like when you're wrestling with things, he he wrote. I think I encouraged. I didn't encourage. Somebody came on the podcast and encouraged um, Tori with the grief observed. I think by C.S. Lewis, he wrote mm-hmm. that. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I mean, he always has these great, I just picked up the screw tape letters the other day because I wanted to oh. be reminded, <laughs> be reminded that this is a struggle. And there's things that we cannot see um, here on this earth. But Tiffany, I have a final question for you. But before I get to that, um, is there anything else you wanted to share today before we wrap up? Is anything uh, that you'd want to encourage somebody with um, or, just share any way that people could be praying for you as you continue doing ministry and um, loving on people in the midst of going through your own stuff. That is hard. It's hard. I
1: think just prayer for just, I think rest is a big one. I think it's really important to rest during times like this. And I don't know. I just think rest is so important in general we're, we're all so busy these days. So I think just rest and, um, just guidance and clarity. Cause I think, you know, the thing with grief and the thing with pain is it just, it makes it really hard to see things clearly. And so I think just praying for that and just, yeah. And then I would encourage people who have questions, um, are unsure the outside looking in. I've been there. I can relate to that. And I would just encourage you to get connected, find, you know, find your people, be vulnerable and you know, seek out community because that it makes a huge difference. And there's people out there that will love you, that will accept you and you're worthy of that. You know, Jesus says you're worthy of that. And I believe you are. I'll believe it for both of us, even if you don't.
0: (laughs) Amen. Amen. All right, Tiffany, final question. The Finding Something Real podcast is about a journey towards finding restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love of those things that we can find in relationship with Jesus Christ. Which of them stands out to you the most right now in your life and why?
1: I was really torn between authenticity and love. I think of the two, the standout right now for me is authenticity. When you go through major life changes and events, I think cultural Christianity doesn't last when push comes to shove, you become desperate for the real thing. Um, Jesus, isn't something you do on Sundays or someone you follow on Instagram also isn't the crazy christian people you see in the news hurting people that's not the real thing the real jesus wants all of you and will love you deeply in a way nobody else can and i think just having an authentic relationship with that that jesus has meant so much to me so
0: well i think if you're listening to this right now you know why i love this girl (laughs) tiffany thank you so much for coming on sharing your story being authentic and vulnerable and real. And I just really appreciate you. I appreciate your heart. I love your heart for people. It's um, beautiful to behold. And the way that you have, I mean, I've watched you the way that you cared for um, your family in the wake of your dad's passing and the way that you have just continued to spread love and hope, even in the midst of your own grief. Um, It's an encouragement to me. Um, it ministers to my heart um, the truth of who Jesus is and I'm just grateful for you and so thank you for being here thank you for sharing your story and until next time
1: thanks for having me
0: thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast friend this season we are inviting co-hosts to join me to share their personal stories and to ask their honest questions about the Christian faith each month we hope to feature a different co-host and together invite guests on to share from their own faith journeys and experiences. Friend, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is still in the restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love business. I know not everyone has experienced that, but if you're curious at all about what's so great about Jesus, I hope you come back next week as we continue on a journey towards finding something real in relationship with him. Until next time.